Welcome back to the Point Guard Cast with your host Sean and Corey. I'm Corey. Hey Sean, what's up, man? Not much, man. How you been doing? I'm good. Good. Uh, been busy. Yeah, my sister, our sister's basketball season started, so like we've been running for, for them games. I mean, we've been doing practice and stuff before, but like for the games, it's like it's more. And I didn't think about how much more how different. Um, high school basketball would be the middle school. It's so much more. It's so much more moving around. But we'll get used to it. Yeah, of course, of course. Yeah, we'll get used to it. Of course. Um, okay, let's get into these topics. We've got some pretty interesting topics today. Um, so for yeah. the first topic we got, um, seems like the Houston Rockets have some uh, some serious issues down there in Houston. Um, yeah, I told you that Russell Westbrook just. Asked for a trade. He said he wanted to trade and wants out of Houston. Um, Then you got former teammates saying that Houston, you know, was a problematic place. Um, Now this could be probably coming from people who are who are no longer a part of Houston. Um, Then you got Eric Gordon unhappy, Austin Rivers unhappy, and PJ Tucker unhappy. Um, Which is, I mean, those three players right there are part of their, you know, the, the core of that team. Yeah, but they're also replaceable. So, like, them being unhappy is like, okay. Like, what are you unhappy for? <laughs> yeah, that's very like, true. I would like to know what they're unhappy about. They had, like, they stars. Like, it's, like, it's almost like the Clippers having a problem with Paul George. Not Paul George. But Kawhi Leonard and this treatment that he gets. Like, he's Kawhi Leonard. Mm, yeah. Like, what are, you, what are you mad for? But, okay, get into it. That's, that's a good point. Um, But, I mean, out of all of this, you know, all out of all the problems, James Harden came out and said that he's locked in for this coming up season, which is in a little over a month, which is kind of crazy. Yeah. Um. That, so the, the season being so close to the end of the end of the uh, playoffs is just crazy to me. Yeah, that's something that I mean, of course, has never happened, but it's, it's just um, I feel for those those teams who have really haven't had any rest. Especially, you know, the teams that made the finals, the Heat and the, the Lakers. Yeah, but, like, um, I was thinking, like, that was going to be a problem at first. But then you think about the fact that, first of all, the majority of the teams didn't go to the bubble anyway. So, like, they're going to be rested. They're good. The only team that's going to be affected right. is the is the good teams, which which the team, which are the teams that can adjust to that problem. So, it mm, might not be point. as bad. This might not be as bad thing as... Then they have five months in the middle of the year to uh to rest, so they probably they good, they'll be good. Okay, um, okay, I don't want to get too much into that. We're gonna we're gonna talk about that in a future pod, but um, so what do you think about James Harden saying that he's locked in for next season? Do you believe that? You believe he's happy in Houston, no matter what happens, or what? I believe he I believe he believes what he says, but like I said last time, I think he's wasting his prime there. And this doesn't this doesn't sound good for his career, in my opinion. He might have a different opinion. And what do I know? I'm just some guy doing a podcast. It's his career. He do whatever <laughs> he wants to do with his career. So, I mean, what you think about okay. it? Okay. Um, I think he is locked in. Uh, I think that he's. I think that he loves Houston because Houston loves him. You know, so I'm okay. I feel like he's in kind of a Damian Lillard type of situation where it's like. Yeah, it seems like that franchise may not be helping his career when it comes to winning championships, but he's creating a legacy there for that city. Right. But what's um, the most and, important? What's supposed to be the most important thing about the NBA, though? Is it in winning a championship, or is it? It might be some for some players' individual legacy, but you got to have that championship to have the top one of the top individual legacies. But I don't know what. I don't know. Keep going. No, that's a true statement. I agree. I just, I it just seems like there are some players who they just fall in love with the city, man. They fall in love with the fans. Like, I mean, when he first left OKC and first got to Houston, I mean, they welcomed him with open arms. <laughs> hey, he did. <laughs> I mean, they welcomed him with open just, arms, man. Maybe he felt like a reject, or he felt like he didn't get that much love at OKC, and then he, you know, he got all this love from Houston, and he gets love wherever he goes around. That's so he loves it, and he don't really want to. Trade that for anything. Maybe that's what it is. You ever interacted with a Houston fan? Um, on Twitter, yes, yes. <laughs> Thank yeah. you. Uh, 
I digress, but yeah, okay, <laughs> yeah, I, I agree that they might he might feel the love that that city gives him, but yeah. like at some point, you gotta prioritize winning okay. if you want to be in the same breath as like who your fans put you in, like Kobe Bryant, like that's a trick. But if you want to be in that conversation for real, you gotta uh, you gotta win some championships. Yeah, you gotta uh, build that build that resume up. Like, what is James Harden's legacy? Mm, if he being... doesn't, if, if he doesn't win a championship, if he continues down this trajectory that he's on, mm-hmm. what's his legacy? One of the greatest players to never win a ring. One yeah, of the greatest so offensive he's... players to never win a ring. Okay, okay. So, I mean, I guess if you're good with that, then. So, I mean, I don't think he is. How about this? Maybe this is the year he decides that he needs to change up his game in a way that can help his team win in the playoffs. Maybe that's what this year is for him. And maybe that's what Steven Silas, we said his name on last time when we were talking about his hire. We called him Paul Silas, but his name is Steven. I apologize. Oh, but I- we, we sorry, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but maybe Steven Silas can can bring that out of him. Maybe they can. Uh, maybe since there's no Daryl Moore, there's no Mike D'Antoni, then that system's gone. Maybe that we could Steven Silas and his staff can implement a system that works for James Harden in a way that he doesn't have to do as much as he did. But you're gonna have to change. Like I said, I've been saying this for like how many times in a row on this podcast that. They need to change that roster up. Oh, you said it quite a few. <laughs> yeah, they, because they they're going to have to because they still currently have no big men on the roster, and with a new coach, I'm pretty sure the new coach is going to want to have a bigger, more traditional style roster. Maybe not traditional, but maybe more of a traditional style roster than Houston had last year with like no player under over seven six foot seven. Mm-hmm. And they don't have that right now. They have Tyson Chandler. He's the only player over six, over six seven on that roster. I feel like, and he's like forty. So like, <laughs> okay, I see. I see. I see where you come from. And I guess if they trade Russell Westbrook, they're gonna have the. If they don't get like a big contract in return, they're gonna have the money to maneuver around and get those type of players in free agency that they're looking for. But if you're a player in free agency. And you look at Houston, mm-hmm. why would you want to – I mean, I don't know. We'll see. It's over – it's like it's less than a week away. I'm excited about free agency, but we'll get into that when it happens. Yeah. Um, I mean, you brought up a very good point about um, about the new coach, um, Steven Silas, right? Yeah, Steven Silas. Steven Silas being Black able guy. to – yeah, yeah, yeah. Possibly being able to kinda, change the dynamic yeah, of that team. It kind of looks like – he kind of looks like Kevin Ollie to me, but <laughs> he does. So he kind of resembles him a little bit. Kevin yeah. Ollie, but yeah, yeah. Okay, um, Silas is his name. okay. Um, maybe Steven Silas could be to James Harden what Phil Jackson was to Michael Jordan, meaning the coach for the Bulls before Stephen Jackson got. I'm sorry, my Stephen oh, Jackson, okay. Phil Jackson. Excuse me, <laughs> right. I'm Steven so Silas, yeah. Steven Silas and Phil Jackson. See, and exactly. Like, and I'm getting their name. Yeah, exactly. And then you got an actual Steven Jackson. Okay. And then oh Steven God. Jackson is an actual person. Yeah, that's oh what I'm God. saying. Exactly. Stack five, the actual player. Oh, my God. Okay. Yeah. Phil Jackson, excuse me. He could be yeah. what Phil Jackson was to Michael Jordan, meaning Phil Jackson understood how great of a scorer Michael Jordan was. But what he wanted was team basketball at the end of the day. Okay, I get what you're saying. So the, like even he, though that that's our greatest offensive weapon, one of the best players in the league, yes, he's going to get his buckets, but I also need him to make sure he gets other people involved and that his teammates can get some buckets too because we need a, a dangerous team, not just one dangerous player, but our whole team needs to be dangerous to people. And it worked. I mean, you yeah. saw what happened once Phil Jackson got to Chicago. MJ started winning. Yeah, um, yeah, first so I was I'm not, I'm not talking s- about like. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. At first, I thought you were talking about like Phil Jackson, as in like the type of coach Phil Jackson was, like on the field, on the court. 
Like I don't think he's. I don't think Stephen Jackson, Stephen Jackson, Stephen Silas is there, or ever will be there. But yeah, in terms of like when you're saying he can change up the style of play that James Harden, that James Harden plays, like kind of like Phil Jackson did with Michael Jordan, and yeah, I, yeah, that's I what that's that. what I mean. Like he can he can yeah, help him that. change up his style to where it's a a true a true winning style. Where now okay. you're not playing for regular season accolades or to be, you know, the greatest score. I mean, the best score at the end of each season. Now you're actually trying to. Yeah, you're not. You're not dropping sixty nine on the Celtics and losing. Yeah, exactly. Now you're actually trying to win. Now you're actually trying to get your well, team prepared for the playoffs. And, right. and and you're trying to get your team ready to actually make a big run in the playoffs. Yeah, it's not just going to be all right. about you throughout the regular season. It's going to be about the Houston Rockets as a whole. Now you'll still be that guy. It's still going to be the leading scorer of the team. That's not going to change, but the dynamic of the team needs to change in order for the team to be successful when it comes to trying to make that that finals push. You know, yeah, less ice on ball. Um, yeah, and I think that'll happen. I think that'll happen under this new head coach, um, Stephen Silas. We're talking about Stephen Silas possibly. Making James Harden more entertaining for me to watch, because right now I don't like watching James Harden play basketball. So like, <laughs> if if this stuff happens, like, it might be able to change change the way I view James Harden as a player. So that that's a good thing in my opinion. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. I, I don't think I don't think Stephen Silas could hurt the Houston Rockets any more than they've already been hurt with previous well, head coaches. Think. To be honest with you. Right. And I think Steven Silas has seen what happened with Kevin McHale and what happened with Mike D'Antoni, and I think that he's going to try to do things way differently than how they did. I think he, he learned from what the two of them did, how it didn't work out, and now he's going to change something. So I think if James Harden really wants to win, he has to fully buy into this new head coach, and I think it'll work out. Yeah, that's – that's this all speculation about what Steven Silas is gonna do because I don't know who he is. I don't know where he where he comes from, like what his background is. I don't know any of that. But yeah, I don't know his style of like, coaching either. Right. Yeah. So like, it's like a like a wait and see type thing. But I still don't think that that currently constructed the Houston Rockets gonna be able to do much of anything. They're gonna have to do something big. Yeah, if I, they want to compete. I think I think this new GM's got some tricks up his sleeve that they're just keeping uh, under wraps, but I'm pretty sure they're, they're looking for something. Speaking of something. Which possibly leads into our next topic, what you're about to say. Um, I feel like you're about to get into the same thing I was about to get into. Go ahead. Yeah. With uh, it coming out of the, the uh, Clippers and the Rockets are trying to do a possible uh, Paul George for Westbrook trade. Yeah. Yep. Yep. That's exactly um, what I was how do you think, that trade will help the Rockets. I think it helped the Rockets tremendously. Okay. Because I don't think, like I said last time, again, I don't think that Westbrook and Hard. I think they had a ceiling. The Rockets last season in the playoffs were more were more dangerous than Westbrook was sitting on the bench. Because you could throw five guys out there that was a threat to shoot the ball at any time. You had James Harden, you had uh, Daniel House, you had P.J. Tucker, you had Eric Gordon, and mm-hmm. a fifth, who, who was the fifth? Jeff Green, somebody like Jeff Green or uh, Austin Rivers out there that could shoot the ball too. Daniel House? But like Daniel House, I said Daniel House, I think. But um, when Westbrook was on the floor, you see the Lakers just let Westbrook do what he do. They just let Westbrook do whatever he wanted to do, and it wouldn't help in the Rockets for real at all. They let him they, <laughs> they stood in the corner. They let him stand in the corner, shoot the three ball. And if he, even if he did, even if he did drive the lane, they let him do that too. You're taking the ball out of James Harden hand. So, like, they, yeah. was, uh, they was better with Westbrook on the bench. They were more dangerous with Westbrook on the bench. And, we, and, it, was, and it was glaringly obvious. So, with, but with a guy like Paul George, you put a guy like Paul George back there who can also handle the ball just like Russell Westbrook can handle the ball. He plays defense, which Westbrook don't play defense. He's a bigger body. What the Rockets need is a bigger body. I think Paul George is like six eight. Yeah. He'd be one of the taller players. He'll be one of the taller players on the team. He's a dangerous scorer. 
Mm-hmm. Like I already said, he's a defender. I like that. I like I I like that trade for the Rockets on the Rockets' point of view for the Clippers. I, as a Laker fan, I'm like, please do that because like it's 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 not, it's not making you better. <laughs> it's making you worse. And I, and, the, and the sad part is, I like Russell Westbrook. It's just like his his style of play just don't fit with nobody. Nobody that's contending. Like who? What contender needs a Russell Westbrook? That's a good question, bro. He needs to go somewhere like New York. Think he needs to go to the Knicks. I think he needs to go to the Knicks, but like, I put for I don't know how they pull that off, but mm-hmm. Westbrook can be he can be the man of New York. Well, the man of the Knicks side of New York because you know Booker got Kevin Durant, his old rival, his old teammate and rival. Um, Brooklyn got I mean he could be the man of there. He can go do the stuff he was doing before Paul George and then went to OKC. He could get. I just got an um, alert that said Harden's open to a trade to the Knicks. Mm-hmm. So him being him being um, loyal to the Rockets might be a little iffy. But anyway, I, like I was saying, what was I saying? Westbrook in the Knicks. Yeah, Westbrook going to the Knicks. Yeah, I think that'd be like one of the better places for him. What do you think? Um, I mean, I could see it. I mean, the Knicks already came out and said that they're willing to take on a star with a uh, huge contract. So that would be Westbrook. Uh, I mean, he is a star. He does have a big contract. There's a lot of people who like playing in Madison Square Garden. There's a lot of players who have already come out and said that. You got players like uh, well, Melo went there. But Brian, Melo, CP3, Kobe even talked about Madison Square Garden, Paul Pierce. Like, there's people who like playing there. It's such a, it's like, even though it's not one of the most winning franchises, it's not like a Lakers or a Celtics type of franchise. It's yeah. it's just a legendary place to go. And it's New York City. A lot of yeah. people like New York City. Yeah, they call it the Mecca of basketball. It's the Mecca of basketball. Exactly. People, so people like being there. People like being there and going there. I mean, uh, Katie and Kyrie were trying to go there. It fell through, so then they went to Brooklyn. But they were trying to go to the Knicks to start with. Um, a lot of people, and a lot of a lot of people like playing in that that arena. They like playing in that arena in front of those fans. And even though they don't always have the best teams each year, I mean, they still sell out Madison Square Garden. So to a place like when you go to a place like the Knicks, where even though you know they don't always have the best teams, but fans are willing to always come watch you play. You don't mind being there because you get a lot of love from fan bases like that. Like those are really loyal fan bases, like the Lakers. Like, um, and you know, the in these last few years when the Lakers went the best, I mean, they still have fans come out like crazy and always watch. Right? You kind of want to go to a place like that because you know, no matter what, those fans are going to be loyal to you. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it's it wouldn't be a bad look for him to go, and I mean, you never know with him that going okay. there. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. That was okay to see, though. Those fans was always loyal to him there. It's like, he wanted out of it. I don't even know if he wanted out or they wanted out. I'm not. I'm going to take that back. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I don't know which one it was for that, for them either. Um, but, uh, I mean, you never know. He could go He could go to the Knicks, right? And then he could change up his style of play also. Like, he could change up his yeah. style of play to truly, truly make people around him better. And, you know, make but, his team a legit contender in the East. Or make people want to come out east with him. You never know. What would that change be? Um, actually, I can see, I can see Jazz Harden changing, but like Westbrook at this point, like he's he's pretty much set in stone. This this player that he is, like he, like what is he gonna do? Spot of shoot, like <laughs> he can't shoot. He don't. I don't know, man. I don't know. We'll see though. I hope I'm rooting for yeah. him to like. To like get back to a happy place in his career because obviously he's not happy right now if he wants out of Houston. Right. After one season, I'm really willing to get back happy, but I just don't know like what that could be. If they if they do do this Clippers trade though, maybe it could work out. Maybe uh, I just don't know how. Man, those 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 um, what is the word I'm looking for? Those, those, do you think Kawhi got an ego like that? Mm, maybe it's a possibility. Like I don't, 
Like, I don't know how those personalities, I don't know how their personalities are going to match with Kawhi Leonard and Russell Westbrook. Russell Westbrook. Right. Uh, well, I'll tell you, on the court is different because Kawhi don't show no emotion on the court for real. And, you know, Russell Westbrook, as soon as he hit two buckets in a row, he hiked. <laughs> so I don't yeah. know Kawhi likes that. But this this is my thing. If I'm Kawhi Leonard, if I just went through what I went through with Paul George and I saw what Paul George and Russell Westbrook did in OKC, I don't know if I'm too happy about that. I, I, don't, I don't want that trade from Kawhi Leonard. But... Like... Go ahead. If I'm Kawhi Leonard, I want Chris Paul. That's who I want. I want to keep Paul George and somehow get Chris Paul. That's it. that's if I'm Kawhi Leonard. Yeah, I agree. I want to keep Paul George too, just because I feel like the first year might have been a fluke. You never know. Like I, I'm I'm a big believer in you need one year to get things going, unless you LeBron and AD. Unless you're LeBron and AD, but that's because like, LeBron's a different caliber player from these guys. He he doesn't mind giving up the ball to people or making helping his teammates to look good in certain situations. He likes to boost his teammates' confidence. Like he he'll he'll you know he'll cut down his his amount of points to help his teammates thrive. Like he doesn't mind doing things like that. Other players don't want to give things like that up, and that's the issue. Yeah. Um. So yeah. I and then you had two of those guys on the same team with Westbrook and Harden. That's why it didn't work. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But I I don't know what'll happen. And then it's just that style of play is just didn't match. But okay, you don't know what. Yeah, I agree. That style of play didn't match. I don't know what's gonna happen with this whole. I don't know if the trade with the Clippers and Rockets will happen because I feel like it only benefits one side. Yeah, I doubt it. Um, I doubt it. But I like your idea of I'm trying to keep Paul Jordan somehow get. Chris Paul to come back this way. And that's going to have to, like, because I don't know how they're going to do that because Chris Paul makes so much money. Yeah, I don't know if at this point in his career he But if he is, <laughs> then there's a good chance. But I, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. I think um, I think, I think New York is a good spot for Russell Westbrook, though. I'm not going to lie. I don't think it's a bad spot at all. I think it's actually think it's a, bad spot. a really good. I think it's a really good spot. It's out east, and I think that he can really change up his game. He can really change it up in the track. Like this is the thing: going to a place like that, if he does change up his game and get back to the Russell Westbrook of old, and he's looking happy and he's making the playoffs consistently, he could bring somebody else or a couple other people out there to New York. Again, players don't mind playing for a franchise like that. They just mind who's like the superstar of that team. And if it's somebody like Russell Westbrook and Russell Westbrook is showing that he's really willing to work with other people and he's changed up his game, then, um, I mean, he got a really good shot to turn that franchise around. So why not? And, like, and again, it's going to sound like I hate on Russell Westbrook because I don't. I like Russell Westbrook. Like, but is anybody really trying to play with old Russell Westbrook either? Like, what, is, what does that look like? I mean, yeah, but I mean, don't really like Russell Westbrook lost a step or nothing like that. Yeah, I, I mean, but no, but like, he's never like. What is he? What is a team led by Russell Westbrook and another guy done? They went to the finals what once? Yeah. I mean, it was they almost went twice. Right. They just blew a three-one lead in the Western Conference Finals to the Warriors. You're right. Right. They almost there was right. they was almost it was one game away from going back to the finals. But um I mean at least he's got a taste of that, you know. At least he's got a taste of going to the going deep into the playoffs. He's been to the finals yeah. once. He got a he got a taste of defeat there. So uh I mean he has he yeah. has a real chance. I just feel like I feel like the another reason the Knicks is like the best option for him, because I feel like he's one of them type of players that being the man and being the number one option is more important to him than winning. Mm, I can see that. I can see that. I, I hope at this point in his career, especially since this stint in Houston didn't work out, I'm hoping that yeah. that's not how he really feels. I'm yeah, hoping that, that at, at, at this point he does want to win because I want to yeah. see Russell Westbrook win. Or, I mean, I at least want to see him make it there. You know what I mean? Like, I want to see him get back to the finals. Yeah. I would really love to see him get back to the finals being the number one option on the team because then – 
all that he can't do it without KD. Exactly. That all that would go away because people hold that over his head every year. He doesn't make it somewhere in the playoffs. Every year they say, well, all he's doing is proving Durant right and making Durant's decision look decision look better and better. So I really want him to get back to the finals. I really want him to get back to the finals as the man on his team. And I think he could do it. I believe in Russell Westbrook. He ain't doing it with the Knicks, closing Milwaukee with Giannis. He not he not gonna be the man. That's Giannis's team. Oh yeah, you're right. No, I want yeah, I'm yeah, I know he I mean you said it. He you could tell he wants to be the man. And that's not a bad thing. And that's that, a good thing. He and, just has to change up his game and it'll work. And that parallel won't work either. I was just throwing I was I was just throwing him on a contender. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think it would either. But I'm just, I'm just saying, I, I think he can do it as the man. It's just there's gonna be some things he's got to change. He's got to figure out what that change is. But I think he can figure it out. Yeah, what do you think about the Charlotte thing though? Charlotte trying to get him. Um, I mean, he signed with he signed with MJ when it comes to shoes. So, um, them them shoe numbers so gonna go up. He's just trying to get them. Uh. Michael Jordan is trying to get the face of his brand to be the face of his franchise. Yeah, he's just trying to get that back. Even though MJ is a billionaire because of shoes, um, I mean, why yeah. not? <laughs> I guess it's going. You know what I, I feel I, like it's going. He'll be a, he'll be the man over there. Yeah, you know what it's it's going to seem like it's going to be like when uh, Lance Stevenson left the Pacers and and Charlotte pursued him, and, and MJ was like, "Well, I, I wanted Lance Stevenson because I like the way he played LeBron." You need somebody who's gonna who's gonna play LeBron that way and not be scared of him. And he got Lance Stevenson, and it only worked out for like the first ten games, and then it was terrible. That's what I feel Lance like it's Stevenson gonna be. Lance Stevenson talent ain't like that. Lance Stevenson talent never was like that. Never will be like that. I, I agree, but MJ saw it that way, so that's why he wanted. <laughs> MJ sees a lot of things wrong. <laughs> No, you can't talk about anything as a, like as that, a G, It's not allowed. As a G, as a G, as a player, he may well be the goat, but as a GM, he's the yeah. woke. Yeah, worst of all. Time. Yeah, I ain't gonna lie. His GM skills are not that great. Um, because like, who's even the second best you know, player over there in Charlotte? No, who's the, who's the best? Uh, I mean, Kimber Walker was, but then of course he's not there no more. So I guess it's Terry Rozier right now. And then if you get Russell Westbrook, Terry Rozier would be the second best. I guess. Yeah, I guess if they don't have to trade him, but like, I, but like, like Russell, he'll be the he'll be the man over there. It'll copy and paste everything we said about the Knicks, but at a lower level because it's Charlotte. Yeah, it. I, I don't know. That one is still kind of confusing. I don't. I don't know why it's a thing. I need. I need a reason from Charlotte. That's what I want. I want a real reason from Charlotte as to why they want Russell Westbrook over there. Do they plan on bringing somebody else? Maybe like what's? I mean, Charlotte could be bringing a second star in, maybe, um, or a third star. I don't know. Maybe they're doing something behind the scenes we don't know about. Like you know, a lot of I don't know. After what happened with the Clippers last summer, and bringing on Kawhi and Paul George out of nowhere. Um, I mean, like, I feel like a lot of teams are gonna follow that same blueprint and do stuff behind the scenes and do it in silence, you know? I mean, I guess if that franchise, the Clippers, did it, I guess anybody could do it, right? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So maybe the whole bringing on Russell Westbrook thing is to get other people to maybe not come there this next season, maybe the season after. Yeah, but here's my thing about the Russell Westbrook going to be traded. Like, the Rockets don't have to trade him. Ooh, that's a good point. Like he has no, like he's not on an expiring deal. He has like two or three years left on his contract. Like they can either trade him wherever they want to trade him, or they can just keep him. Like he has no seniority in this franchise. Like they don't care right now. Like he was there for one season. Why would you really care what Russell Westbrook wants if you're the Rockets? You do what's best beneficial to you, in my opinion. I mean, I know that's I sound yeah. like that sound bad to say, but. Like it's not like he's James Harden. James Harden gave you what eight years. Yeah, uh, so, I mean that's a good point. But then you don't want a situation where your second superstar is just sitting because he don't want to be there. Yeah, you're right. But like, because who just did that recently? Uh, Andre Iguodala. And um, yeah, oh yeah, with the Grizzlies. Yeah, with the Grizzlies. 
And then, I mean, J.R. Smith's not necessarily a superstar, but he did the same thing with the Cavs. Yeah. He didn't I, even play last year. <laughs> like, you could, you don't want, maybe you don't want a situation like that on your team, you know? Yeah, I'm not saying don't trade him. But I'm saying, like, if one of his preferred destinations, if you see that a, be- a trade benefits your team, that's not one of his preferred de- destinations, then, like, he can't say, I'm not going to resign with that team that stops that trade to do- from doing it. So you just do that trade. I feel like. If, mm, Char- if Charlotte wants to throw you, like, four first round picks, mm-hmm. because, you know, they're, and they're, and they're not going to be good. Even with Russell Westbrook, they're not going to be good. Especially if they don't bring anybody else, which I doubt they will. But if Charlotte wants to throw you, like, four first-round picks for Russell Westbrook, then, like, why would you not do that just because Russell Westbrook said he doesn't want to go to Charlotte? He's stuck with Charlotte. I mean, unless he don't play at Charlotte. But I doubt he'll do that. I doubt Russell Westbrook will do that. Mm. Yeah, I thought he would do that too, but you, uh, I, I don't know, man. I really don't. If I'm um, the Rockets, I'm doing. If I'm the Rockets, I'm doing what's best for my franchise with this trade for what's like you want out after one season. We're not even gonna try mm-hmm. to run it back. Like I'm not even. I'm not saying I thought it would work because I I don't believe in that team as currently constructed. But mm-hmm. I, if I'm Charlotte, I mean, if I'm the Rockets, I'm doing what's best for me and my franchise. And I know that sounds bad, but because I'm I'm usually the guy that's on the player side, but this in this situation, if I'm the Rockets, I'm doing me. Okay, okay. That's I mean that's understandable. That's understandable. Um, hmm. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens. The next couple of weeks will be interesting to see what the Houston Rockets decide to do. See where Russell Westbrook ends up. Um, but regardless, to me, um, whatever Houston trades for and they get to me, will let us know what it is that their GM and their head coach is looking forward to. If they're trading for another superstar, then that that shows us, you know, what they're trying to do. If they're trading for picks, then it lets us know that they may be in the process of trying to rebuild if James Harden decides to leave. Yeah. So okay. my whole thing is whatever they trade for shows us what they're trying to do for the rest of their future. Like I said earlier, James Harden might be trying to leave, even though he said he's committed to Houston. Yeah, I, I to be honest, I kind of already felt like that was that was the case. That was the case. Um, well, I mean, I was torn. I was kind of torn because I, I know like that I was, know he loves it down there, but it might happen. I felt like that's the case with uh, Victor Oladipo. Mm, that's good. That was our, that was our, our next topic was yeah. Oladipo. Right. Um, that situation was kind of crazy. The fact that so supposedly Oladipo was. <laughs> Asking other teams if he could play for them in front of his own teammates, right? And now, which and, and now, is crazy. And now, in the last few hours, they said that it came out that they said that he's fully committed to the Indiana Pacers. Like, how are you fully committed to the Indiana Pacers if you were going around asking teams if you want to play? For, can you play for them? Like, that's why I'm like, I feel like he was just saying that because it's the right thing to say. In that moment, with that whatever interview he was doing, yeah, I mean that's true. Um, I how would you feel as his teammate though? Oh, like, I'd be pissed. I'd be pissed <laughs> off, right? Even though, like, um, if some of these situations, like, what were some of the teams he said that to? Because I know they named some teams. Oh, I didn't even look at the names of the teams, to be honest with you. I know one Because to me, the teams is irrelevant. It's just the fact that you did that in front of your teammates, to me, is the messed up part. I know some I, teams that want him, possibly. Yeah. I know one of the teams was the Knicks. Because I was like, what? The Knicks? Why would you? I mean, like you, but like you said, like people want to play for the Knicks. I don't know. I don't get it. But people want to play for that franchise. Yeah. It, matter of fact. People want to play in that, that city, I'd say. Yeah, yeah, they want to play in that arena. To be honest with you, yeah. they want to play in that arena in front of those fans. I mean, he I don't know if you remember his dunk contest he did back in like 2014, 2015, but he came out singing and it was in Madison Square Garden and he was singing. <laughs> uh I think it was like Frank Sinatra or something like that. Yeah, I remember. I remember. Yeah, it was a song about New York. So, I mean, I, I could see him wanting to go to a franchise like that. But regardless, my biggest thing about Victor Oladipo is 
he got to show that he's been he he's back to himself. Yeah. yeah. Well, not stay healthy, but like that he's recovered from the injury he just injury had. they just had, yeah. Because what they tried to down, they downplayed it. Like they said it was a torn quad. Now, the reason why I say it, there's no way it is is because not only when he hurt himself was the trainers not paying attention to his quad, but his knee. But also, Boogie Cousins tore his quad in the middle of his stint with um the the uh with the uh the Warriors. the Warriors. He was only out like a month and a half and then came back and played played for them. He tore it in like the beginning of the playoffs and then came back in like the finals. Um whereas Victor Oladipo was out for a whole year. So I, think, I know I his injury is clearly more serious than it was, but also he didn't really look like himself coming back this year and in uh when he came back to the bubble. I think it depends on the severity of the tear though. Like a quad is a big muscle. Like if he, yeah, no, if he tore, like if he completely tore, maybe Boogie didn't tear that as much as it reported. If he like tore completely off the bone or something, that's crazy. Like that's that could take. Yeah, no, that, that is take, different. Yeah, yeah, that's different injury. I don't know. That is true. I just think it was low key a knee injury. Is what I'm trying to say. I think it was a knee injury. Don't know how bad it was. Because, I mean, I mean, you know, you don't always want your business out there. You know what I mean? You don't want to scare other teams or even the team you play for. You don't want to scare them into thinking, like, you have no future with them, you know? Yeah. So I get keeping injuries on the low. But I'm just saying, like, from him coming back and playing before the bubble and then having that time off and coming back and playing in the bubble a little bit, he just didn't seem like himself. You know what I mean? He yeah, seemed like part been. of himself. The Pacers could have been something big if they had a, a healthy Oladipo and Sabonis. Yeah. Like, they could have, could have, they could have made some – I feel like they could have won that – well, they could have at least made it a series with Miami. Didn't they get swept? I think they got swept. I think they did too, but you brought up a really good point talking about what it could have been with him – and Sabonis, because I actually forgot that Sabonis was hurt too. Yeah, Sabonis is very underrated, criminally underrated to me. But then look at how look at what T.J. Warren did in the bubble to start yeah. out. Boy came out swinging. He was on fire. He was on yeah. fire in the bubble. Looked like one of the most unstoppable players in the bubble. Imagine a healthy Oladipo with that T.J. Warren and a healthy Sabonis. That would have been different. Yeah, that would that would have. But that's Miami. yeah. I don't know yeah, if they, they would push Miami. anybody in the East really. I don't know if they would have beat. Yeah, of course. Because they have to push in Miami. They, the, the winners of the East, then, of course, they push in anybody else. But I don't know if they would have beat Miami, though. But they would have pushed it at least. Because I think Savonis is that big of an impact player that he could have at least put it to six or seven. Oh, yeah, of course. People forget that what he what he did um a little bit to the Cavs back in 2018. Now, I know that oh, they yeah, were that playing against Braun in that too, first. Too. Yeah, now, I know that they played – LeBron in that first round, and that's pretty much the only reason why the Cavs even made it out of that first round. But Sabonis was looking great. Yeah, I thought they were going. I he was one of the most. Out. He was one of the most unstoppable players on the floor besides Oladipo and LeBron. The Cavs had no answer for that man. Yeah, if um, Oladipo can get back to that Oladipo, then sign me up if you want to. Well, never mind. We'll talk about that later. Well, anyway. yeah, but but that's what I mean. That's what I'm saying. If he can show the Oladipo, old, like he can show that this injury really hasn't set him back. Like like that, then yeah, I don't mind him. I mean, I hate it being a fan of the Pacers. I hate it seeing somebody like that one wanting to go. But I'm one of those people who, like you, I'm for the players. Like I'm all for their careers and what it is that they want to do for their careers. You know, uh, I'm all about them making their choices and not being, you know, not stuck being in yeah not stuck being. in a bad situation. Exactly, because then they don't give you anything when they're in a place they don't want to be. Right. Like they don't do they don't help you out at all. If you don't want to be there, then that's fine. Like we can find somebody else. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's how that's how I feel about it. Um maybe but TJ, I'm just, maybe TJ Warren could be there. I mean, the way he played in this bubble, I think he can. I mean, I yeah. I never seen that side of TJ Warren at all. He was man, he was different. He was different, but a good different. Cause he it's almost like with Danny Granger and Paul George. That's what it's like. Mm-hmm. Now, Paul George played because Danny Granger was injured, but I mean, somebody trying to step up to that caliber player. Like, T.J. Warren right. stepped it up to Oladipo's level with Oladipo 
not being out really in the bubble, but not being himself. But not being himself. Exactly. So I agree with you. I think TJ Warren can be that person too and be that player. And I hope he is. But I really just want to see Oladipo get back to where he used to be. That's it. The Pacers are in a weird spot. I don't know what they try to – like, because they're always going to be one of them teams that's, like, competing in the playoffs. Like, they're not – you don't worry about the Pacers not making the playoffs. They're just going to be, like, a, a third to sixth seed every single year. Yeah. But they – they but you, but you kind of figure they're not going to get over the hump either and be, like, a finals team. So – they just they just constantly in a weird spot. I don't know what they want to do. I think that so I would build around Demontis Sabonis. Yeah, he's their best player. And if they want to keep Victor Oladipo to be the the score of that duo and have a duo with that, if he can go back to being what he was, then I think that's a good. I think that's a good thing, but. You just, like I said, like you said, you can't force somebody to be somewhere they don't want to be. Yeah, that's the biggest thing. You can't force anybody to be anywhere. If you do, then you end up with situations like you had with AD in New Orleans at the end. Yeah. Wearing and that's all folks shirt and sitting on the bench. <laughs> you don't want that. You don't want that. So, I, I again, just want to see Victor Odebo get back to his old self. I just hope that that's not true, that he didn't say that in front of his teammates. That's messed up, man. Like, that ruins all sorts of chemistry between you and your teammates. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just I – don't, I don't like that move. So, I'm hoping that that wasn't true. Again, it's just speculation anyway. We don't know for sure. We're not saying it's true. But I just – it's one of those things where I hope – I hope it's not true. Um, okay, on to our last topic for today. So, earlier today – Yeah. Um, News broke that the Lakers were trading for Dennis Schroeder. Okay. Which I think is really interesting because if they're trading for a point guard like Dennis Schroeder, that must mean that Rondo doesn't plan on re-signing with the Lakers. Yeah. I know um, you have a you have a different feeling. You have a different feeling about this than I do. I know that. By the way, we talked about it before we started recording. So I'm going to let you go first and I'm going to give you my um. Well, this this is my thing about it. I don't I like I like the signing of Dennis Schroeder because to me he is uh Rondo two point oh. Um I do think Rondo is yeah, hands down a better playmaker. Um but Dennis Schroeder can can get that. But um it's not a bad signing at all. I mean I've been watching Dennis Schroeder the last two, three years closely. Um uh, especially mm-hmm. I especially watched him with his stint in the Hawks. Um I like the kid Dennis Schroeder. I like what he can do, yeah. what he can bring to the to the Lakers offensively. Um, he is very much a scoring threat. Um, it's under it's very underrated when it comes to him, but he is very much a huge scoring threat and can get you those those clutch and those you know big time buckets like Rondo was giving um, was giving the Lakers in the playoffs. But to me, it's not a bad sign. And my whole thing is with Rondo. I just think it's kind of shocking that he got him another ring, um, got it with a franchise like the Lakers. Got in his second year with them, and he wants to move on. It seems like that to me is kind of shocking. But I mean, when you got a veteran like that who's been taking a pay cut for the last two years, I guess he's satisfied with his second ring. He just wants to get paid now. And I mean, you can't you can't fault anybody for wanting to get paid at this point in their career. You know, maybe now he's like, "Well, time to ride off into the sunset. I won one with a." You know, a legendary franchise in the Boston Celtics, and I also won one with a legendary franchise in the Los Angeles Lakers. So, maybe. the two most legendary franchises in basketball. Yeah, and the two most winning. So, yeah, he's yeah. he's probably happy with that. I mean, that's that's an amazing accomplishment. He contributed to the 17th championship for both of those franchises. Yeah, which nobody else can say clearly. So that's what I mean. Like maybe he's happy with all he's achieved, and now he just wants to ride off in the sunset, and make some money before he does. Maybe that's what it is. Um, right. So, what's your take on the Lakers trading, trying to trade for uh, Schroeder? Uh, considering I did not like what was what was being rumored before mm-hmm. beforehand, the whole DeMar DeRozan thing, I I love this trade because you got you got a guy, you got a guy coming in that had his best season of his life last year. He averaged eighteen points a game. He averaged 19 points again, 18.9, 3.6 rebounds, 
four assists, 49, I mean, 46.9% shooting. His best three-point percentage at 38.5. And he came out, he was the, like, runner-up for sixth man of the year. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know if they're going to start him or bring him off the bench, but at this point, if you know you lose a Rondo, I think that this is the, the best available option to replace him. Yeah, I agree. And it, and, and and if the rumors are true, they're going after Ibaka too. They can you and and also before I get into that, if, with Danny Green going out, that fifteen million dollars going out, you got more money to resign KCP. Mm, true. Yeah, you could put you could throw some of that money to KCP. You can go get another wing defender. I saw rumors that they were going after Wesley Matthews to replace Danny Green. Wesley Matthews do pretty much the same thing as Danny Green. And he's like twelve million dollars cheaper. He's actually, in my opinion, he's a slightly better defender than Danny Green. If you saw his defense yeah. this year with the Bucks, his defense was pretty superb. I, I, I like the way Wesley Matthews uh, vamped up his defense this year. Right, I like yeah. Compared to you got you didn't trade nobody. You trade the twenty eighth pick mm-hmm. and Danny Green for Danny Schroeder, right? I'm pretty sure, yeah. The number comparisons, Danny Green averaged eight points on 41.6% shooting, 36.7% from three, and 68% from the free throw line. And I already told you, I already told you, um, Danny, I mean, Dennis Schroeder's numbers. Yeah, you told you told us, yeah. So. It's a, it's a good trade. I feel like, yeah, I feel like it's a good trade. I feel like. You can Danny. I feel like Danny Green's value is going to be missed, but like I said, you can find somebody cheaper, like a Wesley Matthews, who brings what Danny Green brings. And if they could, if they can get Wesley Matthews from Milwaukee, that'd be that'd be superb. Like that'd be a that'd be a perfect a perfect offseason. If they can sign Dennis Schroeder, I mean, they trade him for Dennis Schroeder, mm-hmm. sign Wesley Matthews, mm-hmm. and then use the rest of that money to to like. Resign KCP and bring in another wing, and probably another big man of JaVale McGee, which I kind of would hope he does. Like, a, <laughs> I like JaVale McGee, but like he, I'd rather have like a Dwight and another big man. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure JaVale like McGee sold his house in LA, so I already knew he was on out the way. You could also tell with the way the playoffs was going, how how you know how he was playing less and less. And Dwight was getting more minutes. Um, I felt like that was a telltale sign of what was to come for the following season. So, I love JaVale McGee, I love how hard he plays. I love his attitude. Uh, nobody was more hype on the bench and more supportive of players on that team than JaVale McGee. I don't care what nobody said. Right. Um, when it comes – you talk about somebody who was just a true teammate on and off the floor, that's JaVale McGee, for sure. Yeah. I don't think anybody yeah, supports like the trade. team he plays for besides Javel McGee. Um, but yeah, I, I like the trade too. It's not a bad one. It's just I'm sad to see Rondo go, seeing how hard and how well Rondo played in the playoffs as well. Yeah. Um, because I don't know, maybe he don't get that opportunity with the next team he's going to play for. But also, who says he even wants that opportunity again? Maybe he's happy with that. Like he had maybe to sacrifice so much to be in that bubble to win that ring. And maybe he's just like, I don't feel like maybe possibly going through that again. Yeah, just don't go help the Clippers. That's all I ask. Oh, man. You know, I'll put it to you like this. If Rondo decides he wants to go help the Clippers, you know how hated he would be? Because there's already Boston fans that don't like him because he, play he plays for the Lakers. If he <laughs> leaves the Lakers to go play for the Clippers, he'll have Boston and Lakers fans that don't like him. See, I'm grateful for him. I'm grateful for what he helped us do in the playoffs. Like, you know how I felt about Roger Rondo in the regular season. Yeah. He wasn't that good. So, like, <laughs> but in the playoffs, he turned, he turned it up tenfold, and he was amazing. And if he goes to the Clippers and helps them in the playoffs, that, that's, a value, that's a valuable piece of that. Like, that's, like, what Kawhi and the Clippers are looking for. That's, like, the perfect piece for them, if he can be what? In the playoffs, what he was in the playoffs this season, yeah, it'll make it'll make the it'll make the whole rivalry more intense as well. Because you got him on the other side of it, it'll be. You know. I mean, kind of, but to to be honest, they don't really even need that. If they would have just had Lou Williams not become Lemon Pepper Lou, it would have been straight. 
Because to be honest, Lou Williams was like the Clippers' best player through like the first fifty games. Like hands down, like he came off the bench cooking for them. Like so, to in my opinion, if you got Lou Williams being Lou Williams, and you really don't need a Rondo. Signing trade. Um, I'm just, I'm just <laughs> you're so I'm crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know if they caught that, but uh, I don't know the. the First of all, it's a good sign. It's it's a good it's a good pickup for the Lakers first and foremost. Um, yeah, but it's just sad to see Rondo go because Rondo was playing like he got some years left. Also, I'd rather him spend yeah. those years with the Lakers than anywhere else. But and you know we'll see. But I also rather have the younger guy. Yeah, exactly. With the team. Yeah, yeah. And I'm glad that we didn't have to give up like a Caruso in the deal either. They took Danny Green in the pick. Uh, the Thunder's obviously selling their roster. Like every every veteran probably gonna get traded. So we'll see where like Chris Paul, Stephen Adams probably next. We'll see what happens. Yeah, we'll see where they end up. But it'll because because like it's like it was like um you look at this trade, you like that's all they got for a player like Dennis Schroeder, like the like the runner up, the sixth man of the year. But like they are selling teams. Mm-hmm. And they got an aspiring contract in Danny Green, who's probably not even going to be there on the roster after the All-Star break because they're probably going to buy him out and trade or trade him to a contender or something. He's going to be end up on a good team again because, he, like I said, he's a valuable player. He's a valuable piece on defense, and he can still hit a shot. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, but I also think a lot of people are sleeping on shoulder, and I feel like even – and now I get what you mean by they selling selling the team. They're getting rid of people, but I also feel like maybe they didn't value him as much as the Lakers may decide to value him. You know, um, I mean, there was a lot of people who slept on Dwight Howard, but what he was able to do with the Lakers, I feel like felt like people slept on Rondo in the year he signed it with the Lakers, and look what he was able to do with them. Um, so I feel like sometimes certain franchises sleep on certain players, and then when they get to another franchise in a situation that they actually want to be in, they play different. Um, but in my opinion, Dennis Schroeder has played pretty much the same. Like he's always given it 110% no matter where he's been at. Um, like I said, I really liked him in his Atlanta days. He was just young. But I was calling him a Rondo 2.0 in those Atlanta days. Um, but um, yeah, they called him. They called him. Like, did you hear the – did you see the uh, the tweet where it said, in Atlanta, they called. He had the little blonde streaks in his head, so they called him Blondo. <laughs> no, I didn't know about that, but I believe it. Yeah, they called him Blondo. Called him Blondo. Like, the, like, he got the little blonde streak in his head. Yeah, uh, you know what? I don't mind the name. I kind of I rock, I rock with it. Um, but I like Schroeder. I think it's a good signing. Like Schroeder plays hard. Like Schroeder's gonna give you yeah. valuable buckets when you need it. I'll just put it to you like that. He had one of. He had one of my favorite non-Laker plays of the season. You know what that one was? What was it? Well, you know when the inbound when Steven Adams threw it down the field, like threw it down the court like a football, and he caught it and laid it in, took the game to overtime with what they were playing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that play. That was that was one of the better better plays of the season. I like Schroeder too, man. I, I I'm glad that he ended up a Laker. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see um, who else the Lakers try to get in, in this free agency, and also ju- it'll just be because interesting to see what happens. Period in this in, the, in this these few weeks of free agency. Yeah, because like on one hand you feel the void of a scoring guard that you needed that can come off the bench or start whatever you wanted to do and take the ball out of LeBron's hands and put it in the pick and roll with AD or whatever, but you also you you dug yourself a hole at the wing. So you got to, with Danny Green leaving, so you also got to fill that void. So you fill one void, create another another void. So, but I don't think they do this trade if they don't already know something. Like, technically, free agency ain't started yet, but you know teams been talking to players in ages. Yeah, of course. That's just what they do. So I don't think they did this, they do this trade if they don't know that something's happening. Yeah, that's what that's what I'm saying. That's the reason why I said them going ahead and doing it is letting us know what they know about Rondo. That's why I said that. But this the this is one thing I need the Lakers to learn to do, and I don't know what it's gonna take for them to learn it. 
Because to me, they should have learned it after the first year. I mean, after, you know, the year before. But can y'all learn to make some moves in silence, bro? Stop putting it out there in the streets what y'all are going to do. Just do it. Stop telling everybody. Just make the moves in silence. This kind of wasn't. This kind of wasn't silent, though. If you think about it, because this happened, like you didn't hear nothing, you nothing for real about Dennis Schroeder. All you heard was like him saying he didn't want to go to teams like the Lakers. That was that was that was what you heard about the Lakers and Dennis Schroeder in the last few weeks. And this is the first trade that happened in the in the trade season, and like it was, it came out of nowhere to me when I saw it. So, I mean, yeah, but I understand, I understand what you're saying though. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, like if we are. Like we already know that they're going after Serge Ibaka and and Wesley Matthews. Just do that. Yeah, that's what don't I mean. Tell, don't. But yeah. yeah, just keep it under wraps behind the scenes, and then when it happens, shock everybody. But like, because to be honest, other teams are gonna make moves based off what the Lakers do, because the Lakers yeah. are the defending champs, defending champs. Yeah. So they're gonna make moves based go off exactly. So they're gonna make moves based off what they do. So if everybody knows the moves you're gonna make. They're gonna try to make counter moves off of that. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's the reason why I said it was smart for the Clippers last year to make those moves at two in the morning because nobody could, you know, could really try and counteract that because it was so so late. I never, I never forget that night because I remember we was waiting on Kawhi. Like I ain't gonna lie, I wanted Kawhi. Sue me, I wanted Kawhi on the way. <laughs> right, but and I was waiting, I was waiting on what he was gonna do, and then Chris, what's his name, Chris. The play, the guy that was on first things first with Nick Wright, the black dude. Um, Chris Carter. Chris Carter. Chris Carter was uh was telling us updates about the whole thing for the last few days, and he said definitively, and he was right about all, all the stuff. He was right about everything. He and he said definitively that Kawhi would not make his decision tonight, and I was like, okay, I can breathe, I can breathe easy, but then. I get an alert on my phone saying Kawhi has chosen the Clippers. And then five minutes later, I get another alert that said Paul George is going with him. I'm like, what? When did that happen? Like, when did Paul George, like, when did Paul George request to get out of OKC? So, like. Exactly. But that's just what I mean. Making moves like that, like, nobody saw coming. And you just doing it. That's it. That's all I'm saying. But, um, yeah, I think the Lakers won this, this trade. Uh... I think I think it's a good trade for both teams because if you like if like I'm saying if you if you're OKC and you're selling, mm-hmm. then like you got a player off that wasn't going to be a free agent next season for a player that is going to be a free agent next season that's making the same amount of money. You cleared all that cap space. It's mm, true for after next season if you want to go after somebody. I don't know who's willing to want to go to OKC, but that uh, somebody will. Uh, that's a good point. Uh, that's a that's a really good point. So I guess that also lets us know that Chris Paul ain't gonna be in OKC anymore. Yeah, guess we can officially say that. Him. I don't know how they're gonna trade him either. Uh, they'll find a way. They'll find a way, but that's uh, they want something big for that one though. They want something big for Chris Paul. So whoever's willing to give up a lot, they'll take it. Um, but what's a lot? But that's all I got. You got anything else to add to that? No, nah, we good. Good. All right. Yeah, I don't have anything else to add either. Um, it's going to be an interesting free agency. I'll tell you that much. Yep, it's Star Friday. I'm ready. I'm I'm pumped. I got my popcorn. Yeah, it's gonna be interesting. Um, and it's and it's and it's nice to not have to worry about a draft pick. <laughs> yeah, of course. And it's nice not to have to sweat. It's nice to not to have to sweat and worry about what's gonna happen in free agency because you trust the team that you're rooting for. You trust the GM. That's nice. Yeah. But, exactly. But yeah, that's all I got. It's gonna be an interesting week, uh, interesting couple, interesting couple. Of yeah, weeks. of course, interesting couple of weeks because it's gonna there's a lot that's gonna happen in these next few weeks: free agency, preseason, draft, then season. Preseason draft is this week. Preseason starts this week. Ooh, this is this is about to be crazy. I mean, not preseason. Yeah, not preseason uh, yet. So, free agency. Yeah, starts. not yet. But that is 
trades trades can be finalized tomorrow. So there might be a lot more trades going down tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. I got my popcorn. Like I said, I got my popcorn ready. I'm, I'm taking notes so we can talk about yeah, it. Yeah, no, we'll discuss the big ones. We'll discuss the big ones. And, and then, we also got to discuss about this this uh this new season coming up so quick. And then, uh, yeah, the break season starts uh, December 9th. Regular season December 22nd. Did you know there wasn't going to be no all-star break? I mean, no all-star game next year? I did not know about that, actually. Well, we'll talk about it. We'll talk but about I can, it. I can see All right, that. that's it. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about it. That'll be probably we'll the next talk. podcast. Yeah, that's it. Uh, this has been another episode of the Point Guard Cast. We'll see you all next time.